Yeah, man. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Wrestling's Podcast. I'm your humble host, Anafi. The man I'm already in the Scoop Chat. Obviously, I call it a Gooch Chat because it feels like a Gooch Chat when we do this podcast. We got, know. you know, you know, if you manage to introduce yourself quickly. When I say Guap, you say Daddy Guap. Daddy Guap. Daddy. It's the strong star rating, leg drop hating, Chris Jericho loving, big back rubbing, son of a gun, still boy. <laughs> you know, that's the hardest intro. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously, of course. it's Young Laps, aka The Laps, aka Young Guap, the newcomer to the podcast, soon going to be in the main event. Just wait on it. Give me a couple more months and I'll be up there with enough. <laughs> yeah, welcome to, welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah, we have a, an extremely special guest, one of the most special guests. Trust me, trust me. You guys introduce yourself, sir. Man, I can't follow up yours. Ah. <laughs> Rick Flair would be turning. Damn. <laughs> oh. But yeah, man, thank you guys for having me on so much. It's Alex McCarthy here from uh, TalkSport. Uh, I'm the US editor there and the host of Talk Wrestling, the uh, only wrestling show on national radio, would you believe? Right. So. Man, it's a pleasure to be uh, chopping it up with you guys today. No, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Honestly, like it's been something that we've been wanting to happen for a very long time. I think we've been adding you for a while. <laughs> I think it's been like since the beginning of this year. Whenever you posted something, it was like, yeah, check out, check us out, Yo, check us out, Yo, check us out. You know, eventually we're here now, man, and it's like you know, it's sick, man. So yeah, let's get let's get cracking, man. Let the man them know like what you're about, what, like you know where you're from, and all that sort of stuff. How you got into it. Uh, well, man, I mean, so right now I live just north of London and, and I was kind of born and raised here other than um, going to university in Southampton and stuff like that. But, oh, sure. Uh, wow, that's close to us. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, no. to Portsmouth. we're in Portsmouth. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. I, I, I had a few nights out there, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what liquid and envy and that and um, yeah um, you know man tiger tiger, tiger. <laughs> yeah I used to play football down there too um, oh, it was a team called uh, Bashley okay. um, so it's like the new forest like between Bournemouth and Southampton but uh, man yeah they, they, those are good days like I didn't even think it was possible to write about wrestling back then man do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, I when I was at uni I, I was thinking I'm going to report on football and uh, I'm going to be like the next Henry Winter or something but it just yeah. <laughs> you know uh, weirdly as the years went by um, my first big break in journalism was writing about NBA oh so wow. okay crazy the, the, uh, the I don't know if you know a company called Give Me Sport hey, Give yeah. Me Sport yeah yeah yeah, yeah so kind of big on Facebook that's their thing man and mm. uh, they became like the official partners of the NBA in about 2016 and then they were looking for writers uh, I was writing about I think sports betting then so but because there just aren't that many guys in the UK who want to write about basketball, kind of by default, I think I made like the short list of 10 and then they took me on as the staff writer. And it kind of went from there. And then while I was there, when they eventually lost the partnership, they were like, well, what else can you write about? And I was like, uh, well, I like wrestling. Like they, they, they had like a wrestling side, but you know what it's like. like a lot yeah. of the major sites didn't really give it the love that it needed. Yeah, yeah, I, was like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. I, I could do that, you know. And, and I kind of, from there, I did that for a couple of years. Like as the US guy, like so, I do like UFC as well, and and boxing, and and obviously NBA and NFL when it came up. But um, then after a couple of years, they were like, "Nah, man, just write about wrestling. Like that's your thing. Like do that." Mm-hmm. So it was bringing in the clicks and stuff. Uh, and then Talksport approached me. Uh, so it was actually I was in New Orleans, right, for Mania, and they had a couple of guys out there, and they were like, uh, they just liked what I did, like with my interviews and stuff, and they said we 
could do with you on our website because again their website had no like no wrestling Man. I think before I joined like the year so I joined in the 2nd of January and the year before 2018 the whole year they had like 30,000 clicks on wrestling and then last year in 2009 we had over 13 million that's mad oh, wow. wow that's, just, Yo, you know, that's, that's just, a crazy number that's just like the, the jump was mad and again really it's just from giving it the proper attention because the audience is there as you guys know like there's you know there's a big fan base so it's just kind of gone from there man and then obviously like I said with those numbers the bosses then said, like, you know, I was like, well, maybe we should have a show. Like, you know, there's obviously people out there who, who want to read about it or listen. And the bosses were like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. That's mad. That's, that's crazy. Like, that's proper crazy. How did you even? How did you even get into wrestling? Like, what what made you fall in love with this this glorious sport wrestling? Um. So I don't know how old all you boys are. I'm 32, right? So um, yeah, we're like 20. 20, like, five up, so I'm, like, 27 yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. 23. I was going to say, you look the youngest to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nah, man. I, so, obviously, I grew up in, like, the prime Attitude Era. Like, when I was, like, 10 years old, that was when You're it was all happening. lucky. Yeah, oh, man. Like, like I, I was te- when I was 10 years old, the Montreal Screwjob had, like, just happened a few months earlier. Man. And it was all, like, just kicking off. And that's when I really got into it. Uh, and then The Rock was my guy, man. He was just yeah, my yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone loves Stone Cold, right? But there was yeah. just something about The Rock that was, like, magnetic. Mm. Um, so, man, what an era. And, and I just... It was one of them things, like, everyone at school, you, you know, it's, man, like, everyone's giving each other stunners and... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pedigrees and the tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I need, to, I need to get on board with this. Um, <laughs> but, like, weirdly enough, like, I bonded with my, my gran, of all people, over it. Because... So like, I didn't spend that much time with my dad when I was younger. And I'm, because of that, I kind of spent a lot of time with my grandparents anyway. And my mum was always, don't let him watch wrestling. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, he, he why, why is it always the mums that don't want you to watch wrestling? I don't I know. Like, my mum never used to let oh. me watch wrestling. I'll say, say to her now. I'll say to her now, look how it worked out. Look at see. But yeah, man. Um, so when I used to spend time there, even my granddad, he was like, nah, like, get this rubbish off. And um and my grand would like still record it for me because because yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but like Raw used to be Friday nights. Yeah, uh, Friday nights. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. And then yeah. Smack, Smackdown was like Saturday mornings. Saturday morning on Sky One. Right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. That was my like routine: stay there Friday. Yeah. And get, get all of it before I went back home, and then she would take the pay per views for me as well, and I was just hooked, man. Um, yeah. And I think like a lot of people, I fell out of it a little bit at points. Like, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it happens. So like when The Rock left. Like, that's how much of a fan I was. I was like, ah, this ain't for me anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, so that was about 2003, 2004, around that period when he was like in and out. And I was, yeah. I kind of fell away a little bit. And then when I was back at uni, in my second year, because in the first year, you're, you're in like dead halls and you ain't got yeah. no style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the second year, you can get it back. And um, I had a couple of friends who liked it. So it drew me, it drew me back in. And then uh, I think, again, I fell away when I left uni because I didn't have Sky. And I went to my friend's one day. It was like 2011, maybe. Uh, it was like, again, it was a Saturday morning. There were some highlights on. And uh, it was Daniel Bryan. And I did, had no idea who Daniel Bryan was. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'd never seen him. Yeah. I hadn't been watching. Cool. I, hadn't, I hadn't been locked into the independence either at that point. I was like, oh, cool. And then I was watching. I was like, this guy looks ordinary. 
<laughs> I know, I know what you mean. I, know, I was there before. I was yeah, there. that's what I mean. I, like, if you, you think about the, the guys from the Attitude Era or yeah. whatever, yeah, they look, they look tough. They, they got, they got Jacks. a bit of back the minute. You got what I mean? They look, they're looking. They got the person. I don't know. Even in like the yeah. early to mid two thousands, you got like yeah. Batistas and Randy Orton yeah. and that. Yeah, and then you yeah. see Daniel Bryan, and you're a bit like, oh, oh you know, it's like a chopper, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I watched him wrestle for like all of I don't know five ten minutes, and I was like. This guy, yeah, this guy is good. Is like, yeah. you know, and I was into him from there on. He's one of my favourites, man. So he's um, he kind of drew me back in, uh, and I just I stuck with it since then. So that's kind of like nine solid years. And I think anything that I missed, I picked up on the network. But yeah, yeah I, I guess you guys have probably told your stories before. But I'd be interested if like there's any connection between you three along the way, or how you really got um, into. It's mad because I met um, Delboy at uni. Um, it was mad how I met him. So I was my, I think it was my 22nd birthday at my house. And I've not seen this guy from nowhere. He's coming to the house and he's wearing a WCW hat, a vintage WCW hat. I'm like, yo, what's your name? <laughs> he goes, he goes, Derek. And I was like, yo, listen, what, you watch wrestling? He goes, yeah. Like, Bro, we're going to be friends forever now. <laughs> Took his number from that day. Like we used to have pay-per-views, yeah, like at my house. I called the guys around, we watch it in my room. And after we just go about our business. And I think, what one, was it, did we watch the, when Brock Lesnar lost the street, um, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker in my room? Was I, was in, I was, I was, in, yeah, it was at uni, but I wasn't there that period. Okay. I think I was, I think, yeah, I think my other guy, another guy on the food group chat, Versi was there and Sam was there. I think they were watching in my room and all of us lost our shit. So mm. from then, we just like, kept each other like, in like, um, like, just, just message each other, like, randomly. Say, yo, did you see what happened on Raw or SmackDown? Or did you see this in wrestling? Or so, so, and so. And after, like, I think only last year, I thought, do you know what, guys? I think it's time we just, like, you know, make a podcast. And Yeah, we initially we started um, We initially started a group chat from it. So where we just send yeah, each other. Yeah, it was a group chat. Just send each other, like, dumb yeah. stuff. Just <laughs> dumb wrestling stuff. And we just thought, yeah. you know what? We like wrestling this much. Why don't we just... Start yeah. podcast about it, and yeah, here we are. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, on the, what happens on on the individual thing? I remember, like, I started watching wrestling from the from like the nineties, like nineties. When I mean nineties, I mean Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Ted DiBiase. Whenever I bring up these names, the guys on the group, the guys in the podcast, laugh at me. Even on like the group chat back in the day, they're like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a dinosaur." Oh, I love Iron <laughs> Sheik. Oh, Iron Sheik's my favorite wrestler, but. These guys are the guys that like set it for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like, <laughs> I can't lie. They did. They set it for me. They set it for me. I remember I was seeing. I was seeing another podcast. Like, I remember seeing Virgil for the first time. Virgil, like, obviously now Virgil's seen as a meme, and people don't really like put respect to his name that much. But I was like, this guy is sick. Mm. And after, obviously, I caught up with that the updated stuff with the Rock and the Stone Cold and blah blah. blah and I like, I was like, yes, the Rock. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like. As time's gone on, I just like started catching up and stuff. Even now, I'm still catching up to stuff I've missed with CM Punk. I never, I never got to see CM Punk wrestle. It was only like, yeah, only like this year that, only like during this lockdown period, I've had time to like go back and watch all the stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm just yeah, I'm the dinosaur in it. So, <laughs> and say, yeah. say what we want about CM Punk in certain ways, man, but yeah. he's got body of work there. He's well worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I watched that. I think during this lockdown, I watched the match with him and John Cena when um. When he got the, I think his contract was ending. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah, the bank, that was a great yeah. match. That was a sick match, very sick match. But yeah, man, that's yeah, that's individual. That's how like you know happened. Um, what about what about you two, man? What about the other two? Who was your um, favorite? Like, who got you in? Who got me in? Um, to be fair, uh, my journey in wrestling is a bit different from everyone else's. I didn't start off watching WWE. I was more of a. I, I got let into wrestling through WCW, and 
Chris Jericho has always been my guy, even so mm. now he's my favorite wrestler. So started off as WCW, kind of eased into WWE, eased into that ECW and whatnot. And then as time went on, I just fell in love with it. And I'm what people in the, the group would call like the indie person. Like I'm yeah, so, yeah. Listen, I'm just, I'm just any I'm independent uh, promotion. This guy will know, it. even if it's an independent promotion <laughs> in Austria, <laughs> this guy will know it. I don't know how he does it. Oh, you're all that wrestling there, all that wrestling. It is. Remember, um, on Sky, it was Channel Four Two Seven. I'm the wrestling channel, so yeah. I kind of got introduced into like Noah. That's how I got introduced to like TNA and everyone else. So from then, I kind of like I always wanted to be like the person that knew about wrestling before everyone else. So mm. I always like delved into watching other different types of wrestling. So I got into like CZW, got into PWG, Full Impact Pro. So yeah, that's more or less how my journey started. But yeah, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time. Like, we know in like the promotions like you just mentioned like I always kind of almost retrospectively because of a star someone got big and then I'd be like oh I need to check out yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like Moxley you just saying about CZW and stuff like that like I, that that always made me kind of get on a binge almost like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and get into stuff but I've, I feel like I've always been behind the curve on indies but I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to play catch up yeah but, with my job man it's the, 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 you know, the nicest way to put it like obviously apart from having like a family and stuff so I have to be locked into like the three hours of Raw. I have to watch SmackDown. I have to watch AW and I have to watch NXT. And sometimes, oh, like just to just so, like I can't go on my show and be like, no, nah, I didn't really see it. So, yeah, like, yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. So yeah, yeah. man, like even just <laughs> picking all that yeah. in a week in a week that it doesn't actually have a pay per view. Right? Imagine adding pay per views to that. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Do you know? Do you know what's yeah. funny? Yeah, it's funny you said that because sometimes I do feel guilty when we come on this podcast and I'm like. Raw, nah, I didn't watch that. Smackdown, I didn't watch that. And yeah. I feel guilty because I want to discuss it, but I can't. But it's, like, it's very hard. Like, that, honestly, I've got to give it up to you. Like, I think on my timeline, you always, like, I think I go in in the morning and I see stuff you've tweeted about the last night's Raw or Smackdown and it updates me now. Bro, I've got to give it up to you, man. That's, that's a hell of a job. It's hard. <laughs> oh, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson, and you're listening to Wrestling. Are you enjoying Raw and Smackdown? If you can answer, if you can answer, <laughs> if you can be honest. Can answer. I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of them where like I I always try and find the good things in wrestling because I feel like it's way too easy for people sometimes to just be like, oh, that shit was trash, or like you know, oh, this person like this person's crap, and I think mm, like I, I don't know whether it's because like I've met the vast majority of them at this point and spoke to them where you almost feel like a little bit of like no one's going out there trying to stink it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course, and, yeah, and, yeah. And a lot of the time. Like if someone has a bad match, then it's fair game. You can say like, well, you know, that's pretty bad. Or if, you know, whatever, they're dialing it in. But a lot of the time, you've got to remember, a lot of it's out of their hands. And that's where it comes into the creative and how heavily scripted some of these promos are. Like you, a lot of the superstars who do kind of flourish are the ones who get a massive say in what they get to say. You have to uh, work to that point. And so what I guess I'm trying to say is there's individual people that I enjoy, I guess. Like I've kind of enjoyed Orton's story over the yep. past few months. Yep. Um, I, I do enjoy Rollins's Messiah gimmick, uh, although the fake guy wasn't my favourite thing in the yeah, world. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm loving know, it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as far as his gimmick goes, I feel like from like red hot baby face to ice cold with fans at one point, I feel like he's done quite well to like get yeah. back on the saddle. Yeah. Um, so th- there are there are superstars that I kind of enjoy following, and Sasha Banks and Bailey is a story that I've been craving for ages. Yo, listen, Sasha Banks and Bailey, I'm loving it right now, man. They're on fire, honestly. They're on fire. They're like honestly. a two man power trip of today. <laughs> two man power trip of 2020. Honestly, 
Honestly. Listen, I didn't get the great ones. The young buck. I didn't get yeah. his uh, his his uh, oh, origin wrestling. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll say my journey started in like the early two thousands. I used to hate watching wrestling <laughs> until the start of the ruthless aggression era. Mm. So that was like when it was Biker Taker, mm. when all the old school Rob Van Dams, Jeff Hardys were all there. That's when I'll say I started getting into wrestling. And I'll say the first match that got me into it was the TLC match at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. After that match, I was just like, yo, this is amazing. And then I started playing the wrestling video games like SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth. And that got me much deeper into wrestling. And then I was just tuned in every week. But obviously, because I was young, my parents were saying, you can't watch wrestling. So I had to watch it on the slide. It was a a bit difficult, but I I enjoyed it. I always managed to watch it throughout until, like, 2006. That's when I was like, I've missed out on the Attitude Era. I didn't know what DX was until 2006 when they reunited. So I had to go back and watch everything again, and then I caught up, and then I understood fully, like, the history of wrestling, the Attitude Era, the Golden Era, Ruthless Aggression Era, and then from there... I was saying my love for it just got even more and more and I just kept on watching it. And now, I mean, I'm in and out of it, but I still know what's happening. So I'll say I'm still up to date with everything. Yeah. You're like me, you like, you like Carnage. But that, um, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> that, uh, that roster and the roof of Gershon F, like you just mentioned there, Van Damme, and that, it's just crazy roster, man. Like, so it's crazy. Basically, they picked out the bones from WCW and it was just yeah. mental. Yeah. Wow, so yeah. WCW and ECW that's crazy yeah, yeah. two promotions trust me I don't think so. if something like that were to happen today I don't know how I don't know I don't know how like things will go but obviously there's a lot of um, there's a lot of sick wrestlers out there man especially with, the, with AEW and stuff coming up now. Well, how do you like, how are you taking it how are you taking to it oh what as in AEW is essentially yeah, yeah I, I mean I think it's good for business um, to have obviously more spots and, and there's lots of people who on the spotlight of AEW, I've got to enjoy. Like, I didn't know Sammy, who Sammy Guevara was really yeah. until, until he popped up. Yeah. There. Uh, and even though he had a stinker, um, his, his in-ring work, I do enjoy. And like I said, uh, you know, you were talking about it earlier, uh, Jericho man, that he is just timeless and he just makes everything. Yeah. Like he's, I, I'll tell you something as well. He's still got a big baby face run to have an AEW because like, he's just yeah. got so many shades to him. It, 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 he's, you can just do anything with him like, and you can make any story. So I'm you know, excited to see what he does. But, you know, guys like Darby Allen, he, even like a Britt Baker. Star, absolute star. Yeah, there's just, there's just a lot of them that they've got there. And they, to, for me at the moment, I haven't really watched any of AEW. You know, there's, there's a couple of things where you can nitpick it, but I haven't watched any of it where I've gone... Like what the what the hell was that? Like you know what are they doing? Um, you know they haven't made any massive fumbles apart from the guy last year who was punching Finnair. But other than that, like you know, man, they, they, they've had a great start and they've they've amassed the, the kind of roster I like to watch. I'll tell you one big breakdown, and you give me your opinions on this. The difference that I like that I favour AEW, not overall, but just one thing I like about them compared to WWE. In AEW, when you get two big people fighting each other, you get it. You get that match. Right, yeah. you get to watch them wrestle. You know you're going to watch it go you know, all out. In WWE, on paper, I should be really excited about Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. But instead, what you get is Sami Zayn acting like this cowardly heel, 
and Daniel Bryan doing whatever, and then there's a sneaky finish. It's not a true match to amazing wrestlers that you want to watch, right? Because WWE often shrouds their stories in like so much character work that they kind of lose the end goal to a lot of us fans. So, and and often oftentimes the story doesn't really produce the goods. So, mm. uh, to, I, the thing I like about AEW is that when they tell me I'm going to get a match, I, I get my match. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that one. I, only, I said, I think I said this last time on the podcast, didn't it? Um, I said with AEW, I feel like I don't know. This is one thing I've kind of like I got put off of AEW a bit. Yeah, is the fact that I feel like every single show feels like a pay per view. Do you feel like that? Yeah, yeah and but... I, and I feel like it's it becomes a bit. I don't know. It just comes a bit. Like I, I slightly started to not stop watching it because of that. I just feel like everything just becomes. It's a bit. It's a bit. I don't know. Maybe because um, it's a new thing. You can't keep that pace for one. Like yeah. it's it's pretty impossible, isn't it, to like yeah. to, to 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 book that way constantly. But yeah. I mean, and I haven't knocked everything out of the park. Like I'm interested what Sean Spears is kind of going to do now. But it, uh, to me, he's he's had a bad run there. That's oh, it's yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Like if if you're looking at people who are going to go away from WWE and and prove to the world who they actually are and you know, what what's he really done, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, the, like I said, they yeah, haven't knocked, they haven't knocked everything out of the park, but. Man, I think that they are trying to play to their strengths with the wrestling, and they're trying to be different to WWE. And it is like if you you know you watch both, it's quite alarming in many ways to me. I guess I just say this because WWE is like inherently in my heart because yeah. it's more into wrestling. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you look at Raw hovering around one point five, and AEW is at like eight fifty in the ratings, and you think mm, it's really not that much of a gap. Like no, it's not. In, 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 in a year, there's nothing to say that that won't be like. You know, all you need is AEW to push up a little bit and WWE to fall a bit more. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, that's actually a real rivalry. They're yeah, acting yeah. like it's just something on Wednesday nights, but they're really not that it's, far. It's off. bigger than that. It's bigger yeah. than that. It's bigger than that. Even like, I get obviously, you know, they're competing with NXT, but it's more like, I feel like if, if AEW had one more show during the week and they do like a rock star, like a different show, then we can start comparing it to WWE, like the rest of like Raw and SmackDown fully. But for now, obviously, it's on Wednesdays. People, you know, watch it at the same time and stuff. So, and also, we need to remember, Raw's ratings are dropping drastically every yeah. month. So, we'll have to wait and see what it's going to look like at the end of the year. I possibly believe they're going to be competing. They're yeah. going to be competing for one number one spot now, and it won't be AEW versus NXT. It will be AEW versus SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, and but also he- remember. Go on, sorry, I was going to say, you, you, what do you fellas think, like, I, I don't want to say, like, it will change when Vince dies, like, or anything yeah. that morbid, but, like, do you think, um, basically, the trend has been going this way for years now. You actually yeah. look at it, like, what, I, I don't really even know at this point what WWE can do. Like, I don't think the no fans thing helps, for one. No, like, it doesn't. Because it, it is harder to watch, but I don't know what... Vince has got, or anyone has got up their sleeve, really, to, to buck the trend. I, I have no idea if you guys have got thoughts on that or not. I personally don't have, and like, I've, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with WWE. To be honest, um, what I would, what I'd want WWE to do is to utilize other stars that haven't had a chance to get to that level they want to get to. Like, for example, Co- um, Kofi Kingston and Big E having that discussion like on SmackDown this past Friday, that was good. I want it so much. Same. I want it. I want it 100%. Cesaro is another person I'd love to see become a big star as well. 
Um, not a big sub, but like, hold it. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Just be there, that like, so they mm. can, like, you know, have the title as well. I watched the Buddy Murphy and the Humberto Carrillo match on Raw. Like, I don't like obviously, um, Delboy's been bagging on for time. Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, this, Buddy Murphy, that. But yeah, this guy's got skills. Like, I definitely want to see this guy, like, you know, be in a run for the championship as well. Yeah, man, they just need to use like they need to utilize the big stars, man. I feel like Heyman was trying, yeah, a bit with. Who who was him? Who's the guy that him him used to push? Like I used to see ever since Heyman came on. Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, Um, he he pushed Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he did. He 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 was also like the main one behind Drew. Uh, Um, Yeah, it Gaza. Yeah, there's a few that that Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and uh, well, that's what they're saying now. Like obviously Vince looked at him and was like, "Ah, well, you know, we we haven't got time to build these people. We need like a quick fix, but there ain't one." Like, no, it isn't. Like, putting Ric Flair back on TV and the big show ain't gonna nothing. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that's not the answer, man. So the dinosaur in me will like the dinosaur in me likes that. It's like, yeah, I wanna see Brutus the Barbecue beefcake, I wanna see Ric Flair on the TV, <laughs> I wanna see Kevin Nash. That's the dinosaur in me, I like that. But it's not gonna help the brand. Do you got know I me? Mean? We need to see yeah. these new stars, these like these guys that hasn't been utilized. The guys that are in the canteen just chilling there. They need to come out on the big screen. Yeah. That's what we need to see. Like, it's it's not it's not fair that um with all like WWE already has a bloated roster. There's no need for us to bring in nostalgia acts to come and save the day when you've got stars here that you could potentially... Because like, let's be real, a lot, of these, a lot of these guys, they're giving you quality matches. It's just a matter of just putting them in scenarios that work for them on TV. So in yeah. terms of what WWE are going to do for moving forward, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. But so that's the thing. Unpredictable. Like, you just said it there, really. Like, it, WWE has got like so much talent, like an overload of talent that what what else can it be but the stories or like you know what I mean like it's not the it's not for lack of match quality or even talent it's it's just yeah. they're not putting them in the right positions man I'll tell you something that it's kind of an exclusive I was just talking to someone before I came on oh. um, and they were saying like that WWE are like legit worried that Kyrie Sane will go to AEW like, so they're Ooh. saying that because uh, you know Kyrie wants is going back to Japan basically because that's where yeah. the but B Priestley works for AEW and she flies in and out from Japan just yeah. for the Obviously not at the moment because of the pandemic, but that's how she worked before. Her and Will Ospreay live in Japan. Um, yeah. So, um, the, and, and, and I think the belief is, I mean, Kenny's actually been on record before, Kenny Omega, saying that if he could have any woman in the world to add to the roster, it'd be Kyrie. And that'd be the same deal. They'd allow her to live there and fly back. So apparently WWE, like this is why you're seeing all of this love on social media. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it's outpouring even from Triple H now because they are like they're trying to keep her sweet basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And although yeah. like there's a little belief that she's probably too nice to just screw him over and go, yeah, I'm going to AEW, but at the same time, like she hasn't signed an ambassador contract, which they hoped. You know, they're talking about weigh- weighing her in for like big, like you know, decent money for just being someone sitting on the bench essentially. Man. So. It all depends, man, what she wants to do. But that, uh, apparently, WWE are worried. So I, that, I don't know if AEW. I ain't spoken to anyone there. If they if they're actively pursuing it, but man, like imagine that, like that, that the jolt that would give to AEW's women's yeah. division would be literally massive. That, they need it as well. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, because their women's division is they've got a lot of talent, but it just seems to be the same three, four faces that we see every week. And yeah. then once yeah. someone and then once someone loses a title shot. Then it's like they have another four winning rotation again. So I don't know. Now, if if any of you were GMs or Tony Khan at the moment, how would you how would you fix their women's division? 
I think obviously I think they're on their way to do it. Obviously they're doing this. I think I saw an announcement them about them doing a tournament or something. Was it a yeah, tournament? Tag, tag tournament. A tag tournament. So I think in that way could you like they could do yeah, something there where they can like to like you know blossom a bit and stuff. But personally, yeah, I I really can't. I don't have a, I don't know what to say about that one because I don't really I haven't really watched the women's division. I haven't watched the yeah, AW too tough to like for me to deep the women's division. But, to to be fair. The the main thing there is like I mean, if if we're just talking about like obvious fixes, right? Like Tessa Blanchard is sitting right there. I don't yeah. I don't know, you know. She's obviously got the talent, right? But her it's character, and I mean this isn't is not her on screen character. Her actual character is yeah. seriously in question. Like there's a lot of allegations against her yeah, from yeah. from like just yeah. racism to bullying, all of it. So I, the vibe I, I've been told that Tony Khan. Ain't having it, basically. Yeah. But at the same point, you remember she worked on All In with Cody and the Bucks Omega and that, so she kind of has a relationship with them. I, I don't know if it's out of the question, but at the end of the day, Tony Khan is the, is the final shout in it. So yeah. uh, she's got the talent to, to make that something special straight away, but I, I don't know. Um, Kyrie, again, massive option. But I think it just goes back to what you were saying, Dale, man. Like it's, uh, well, even, even if they need to tell the stories beyond that, core group that they've got because at the moment I think Statlander's injured Britt Baker's injured so who's left there's like three of them basically yeah. they yeah. need the tournament to have the right stories weaved in it yeah, to, bring, to, bring up, to bring out new people basically I think we've spoken a bit about the nostalgia stuff I just want to touch on it a bit again what's yeah. what's your favourite moment of all time ever in oh, wrestling uh, god that's so hard <laughs> um, I mean there's there's lots of to, to quantify it into like moment or, and then, cause there's like cool moments where like, you know, I don't know, Austin beer bash or, you know, like the, you know, when he doused the rock and Vincent Matt and, and stuff like that, like that's a cool moment. But then, you know, also other cool moments are like Kofi Kingston winning the like title at mania. Like, like yeah. cause it's a moment that follows it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I nearly so- cracked, man. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I nearly cried. I remember watching it, and you know, here starts to get hot. You start to get goosebumps on it. I nearly cried, man. It was, it was a no, moment. Proper still. surreal. It was proper surreal. Yeah, it was surreal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it, it, I, I just, I never thought W were actually going to pull the trigger. So, like, same, same. So when he finally got it, man, I was like, yeah. And and and, and I've spoke to Kofi so many times. He's one of the like the nicest guys yeah, you could yeah. imagine. So, right and I think everyone thinks that of him. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The greatest moments is is hard. Like when I think things that stick out on my memory uh, is is more like pops. I thought one of my favourite things ever was the Daniel Bryan, the culmination of that storyline um, mm. at WrestleMania 30. Because like, again, I'm not sure people really thought that was going to happen. So, especially like, did you ever see the segment where Triple H is trying to promote the, uh, it's like a title v title match. They're going to unify the world titles. Oh yeah, and then Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, you yeah. Got a and, and the crowd just yeah. don't let him talk. Like that stuff is yeah. like magic. You can't buy that. Like that's, that's what it's missing now. Like that that electricity that a crowd brings. Like yeah, yeah. But those those things are always my favorite moments. Like to be there in the flesh. Um, I was there the night after WrestleMania 33, and Roman Reigns comes out to open the show. You remember watching that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah. crowd again just would not let him talk. Like yeah. they are like. And, and it, it was it was much worse there than it was on TV. Like, because oh, you know WWE, like they kind of tore with the mics, man. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> people are literally saying like, "Fuck you, Roman!" Like for like five minutes straight, 
even before the, the show come on for like 10 minutes <laughs> people were just going mental and then he and then he just dropped that one liner and everyone was just so mad it was yeah. amazing man it was amazing that what he goes this is my yard now yeah it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just drops the mic and everyone, and it was like one of them it was like that's so good but everyone was yeah. so mad it was it was just amazing man um uh, to be at the Royal Albert Hall as well when Mustache Mountain beat yeah. era again I felt like the roof came off the place like that that probably by comparison to a WrestleMania doesn't sound like much but mm. man there's they're all my favourite moments where the crowd are just in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's why I love wrestling more than anything else, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, we're, we're due to go to WrestleMania. I don't know when. Yeah, now. man. Hopefully next yeah. year, but... God willing. Yeah, I've, yeah. How many WrestleManias have you been to? Uh, two. I've been two. to two. I went to, to two do... WrestleManias. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. So listen, <laughs> this, will, this, will, this will drive you mad. I went to 33, and obviously that's when the Hardys came back. Oh, man. I, I mate, remember watching that live. And we're talking, I, we're yeah. talking about moments. <laughs> That's a moment. That's a moment what, there. What did the pop feel like? What did the pop feel like? You could feel it like through your body. Oh, like, man. It, it, like, they were like, people were like, you know, but obviously you don't know anyone and the people are turning around and hugging everyone and like, like guys are crying and stuff, man. It was yeah. mad. Um, yeah, I probably would have cried. I would laugh because <laughs> I, I remember it. Because I remember, I, I remember it was a ladder match for the tag team titles. Yeah, yeah. I knew they came to present. So in my head, I was thinking, wait, I knew they were going to be on the match. So, and then yeah. it's in their gear as well. Yeah, so they're like, so they walking slowly. Then I heard the music, and I said, "Wait!" I grabbed my little brother. I was like, "Wait, the Hardys are back!" And I was thinking, "No, this is crazy." <laughs> yeah. this is so, crazy. I, so I did that one, but I also did the Royal Rumble this year when Edge came back. Oh. So like you know, again, it was like ah, but yeah. you, you can't honestly replicate or or describe the reaction when that stuff happened. Man, you must, you must have you must have lost your shit when you saw the spear. Then that spear, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> mate, nah. it, it, it was madness. Like, and it was one of them as well. Like you, you like heard reports, but when you're watching the rumble, because the first half was so awesome with Lesnar in that, yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I'm just watching it at this point. It's I think he comes in at like 21 or something, and you'll. I totally almost forgot that he was going to be something. And then obviously his music hits and you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, here yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, like, but yeah, the main is I've done a 33 and 34. I did the one in New Orleans where Lesnar and Reigns got booed out of the building at the end. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm actually a Reigns guy, so I, I didn't really like that. But you know, uh, I, when I say I'm a Reigns guy, I just feel like, um, and this happens a lot in WWE, People have a problem with someone's booking, yeah, and they take it out on them, and it's like, take it out on them, yeah. That, yeah, do you know, what it is? it's hard. Like, I'm sure every wrestling fan has ever done it in their life, and it's hard. Like, I think it just takes the time. I think you need to come for you to like do that. You need to come out of you have to, you need to come out of it and look through, do you know what I mean? Look for a different yeah. perspective and stuff. But yeah, I've, I've been like that so many times. I think we was even was even cussing Roman Reigns for like, I think in the beginning of the our podcast, it was like, yo, man, we don't know the way Roman Reigns is, blah blah blah. This is boring, he's boring. This, but as time's gone on. I kind of removed myself from the wrestling fan's perspective, and I was like, "Yeah, this, yeah, he's actually a good wrestler." Oh, I've definitely yeah. moaned about like, um, the, like the Superman punch sucks to me. Like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I hate that move. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, quick question, yeah, quick question before, before I forget. Yeah. yeah, what's the worst? What's the worst wrestling move of all time? Uh, I mean, I'm not joking. That's up there. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> hey, uh, these guys think the leg drop is the worst move of all time. Oh, Ho- what like Hogan's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for someone right who is that legendary if you go to someone now nah, nah, Hulk Hogan yeah he, he was a big guy and they go oh cool I go yeah yeah YouTube him and then they watch the leg drop they're like eh. like, 
that's that's not the one. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. As a finisher, that sucks completely. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. There's a there's a ton of like stupid moves in there that just make mm. no sense. But the, the Superman punch, like when it used to put people away, I hated yeah. that so much. It was just yeah. it was just a bad move, uh, and I, I don't think that helped Roman. To be honest, mm, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Um, so anyway, I used to complain about stuff like that, and um, and I've definitely complained about how he's been booked and stuff. Like I remember when he won the Rumble, yeah. and I was just I was just like everyone else. I was like, hey, uh, twenty fourteen. You, you could see it coming a mile off, and it's just like yeah, it's just shit, isn't it? Like it's not creative mm. at all. Um, but again, none of that's actually his fault. Like, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not really his fault that Vince McMahon has just decided. I don't care if it makes the world yeah. of sense to turn him ill, he's not going to turn him. So there's not much, we, you know, but I guess at the same time as fans, like how else are we meant to show that we don't like what's happening? Yeah, exactly. It's true. Very true. I, I just, I think it's fine. Yeah. Booing is one thing, but like, I guess just the people on, on Twitter as well. Like, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion because that's, tw- that can be toxic as hell. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I felt sorry for Roman, like, especially, like, it shouldn't have took leukemia for people to cheer. It's all sad for him, yeah. It's true, yeah, it's yeah. true. That 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 part there, like, it made, yeah, it's deep. Like, even that time, when we done an episode and we dedicated an episode to him because it was like, we actually felt bad for, you know, everything that happened. And we kind of got a lot, we kind of, like, had a lot of respect for him then as well. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. It shouldn't have, to t- it shouldn't have taken that for us to, like, you know, see, you know, a good side to him. Yeah. Mm. I do feel that like crazy. Forget that these are humans at the end of the day as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, like Alex, you must see this all the time because as a journalist, I'm sure you get a lot of that Twitter trolls. Like, yeah, I mean that, that's the thing with Twitter. Like, um, and so like sometimes someone that people will, will say like some of it's just funny. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? That they'll they'll say to me like somebody <laughs> somebody once was like. Alex McCarthy looks like the kind of guy that like enjoys his own farts. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I mean, all right. I said that to my missus and she was like, why are you reading this stuff? But um, uh, yeah, it, like, it's, it, it, the, the things that bother me more, like, I don't really care if anyone says weird stuff like that or like personal insults, I guess. Because um, like Sean Ross Sapp, I remember him telling me once, like, if, if, you don't, if, if they don't know you personally, then don't take it personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're mm. just... They're just trying to do whatever, but um, it's when people kind of like slander your work that 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 yeah. like, yeah. like I would say like seventy percent of my work probably is just based on interviews, right? Like who I've spoken to and what they tell me. So like, I, what what more can I can I do than give it to you from the horse's mouth? Like you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> yeah, people were like, will we'll still complain, like, and I think oh, okay, that doesn't really make sense. But and then you do like some report work. So like like uh, this week, for instance. I got told by someone um, close to Charlotte Flair, it was like she had surgery on this day. Like no one else mm. reported that. And I was like, cool, like, I'll run it. She she had successful surgery um, and she's kind of weighing up her options and that. And then you, and somebody was like, uh, but then on the same day I did something about Alistair Black and then somebody wrote on there, oh, uh, Bill Barty, whoever that is, right? Um, the guy the guy who does the pod with Vince Russo, basically. And he was like, oh, uh, you, you, like, you're stealing his work. The hell? Oh, oh goodness! Sake. I'm like, like, what? Like, who's this guy? And they're like, um, and then so, like, it's, or it wasn't even that. It was the way he worded it. It was like, you're stealing it again. And I was like, again? What are you talking about? Like, who is? I wouldn't even know where to find this guy's work. What are you yeah. talking about? Like, um, if you can't see that I'm actually out here doing the work, then I don't know yeah. how else I could physically show you. Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, and I feel like with Twitter, sometimes you, you almost embarrass yourself more by standing up for yourself. 
you know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. you, you, you could spend all day going back and forth with people, but a lot of people aren't going to just go, oh, actually, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I feel like you've just got to kind of, I've learned to, like, look at some tweets. I, I double take and I think, I'm so tempted to reply to that, but I, ultimately I don't. I, I, I prefer to, um, I, as, you, if, you know, as you would have seen on Twitter, I prefer to project positive stuff. Um, I feel like you give out, the vibes you give out, inevitably in the followers and stuff, you'll attract the same people. Like, And there are people who kind of feed off hating on wrestling. Yeah. Which is yeah. the most paradox thing I've ever heard in my mm. life, like why you would give so much of your time to something you hate. Hey, but, yeah. um people do and like you find that with that I don't know how familiar you are you guys are with this but like that JD from New York he kind of makes a living on that oh like, yeah he's um he's um he's a he's, podcaster YouTuber yeah he's, yeah he said a lot of like crass and embarrassing stuff and it's like I think with me I've tried to I think getting into the podcast that's when I've become like more familiar with like journalists and podcasters mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to like you have to pick who's like you have to pick who's credible and who you think's not credible. So there's yeah. people like you, people like Ryan Satin, Sean Ross Sapp. These are people that yeah. I fight deem as credible people, whereas JD from New York and others, it's like I just take what they say with a pinch of salt because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like with wrestling there's opinion and facts. But mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like their opinion overrules the facts that are presented. So for me it's like if it's not a balance of both, I'm not I'm not trying to hear Yeah, that. and that's the thing as well, like wrestling's subjective, so like I feel in uh, well, so, I mean, there's facts obviously in a lot of areas, but in t- in terms of taste, right, it's totally subjective because who you like and who I like could be totally different, and neither of us will be right or wrong because it's who we like. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Twitter, on Twitter, if you say something bad about uh, like I don't know, it, 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 often it's with the women superstars. Their fan bases will like go mad. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, so it's not like a personal thing. It's not like I don't like that performer or you know whoever might be saying it, but you can't have a discussion. So again, you have to like pick your battles and because it's wrestling is so subjective to me, I want to always respect anyone else's opinion. Like there's nothing that should make my opinion worth more than anyone else's. And that's one of the most beautiful things about wrestling, I guess. Um, but like you said, it's so hard to kind of wade through the people who, who just feed off being those negative kind of influences. I, I, I don't know. I don't dig that. I, I try and present myself a different way. Hi, this is the Superior Cypriot Theodoros, and you are listening to the Rest Things Podcast. With the whole, like, new sort of documentaries and stuff coming out, did you manage to watch, like, the Dark Side of the Ring stuff? Yeah, yeah, I did. What's what, uh, your take on it? Um, I, I like it. Um, just, just, I mean, some of it was long overdue to be spoken about, frankly. Yeah. 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 The Owen Hart stuff, man. Yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. Uh, um, so I said this on Twitter at the time but I reiterate it here I've been someone who's for years been like man Owen Hart should be in the Hall of Fame I was like yeah, he's, he's got to be in there and I was like what and I couldn't really understand why he wasn't in there yeah I, 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 I knew the reason that, that his wife didn't want him in there but I was like well you know I, I was like that's a bit selfish I feel awful even saying that. So I was like that's a bit selfish like you know fans should be able to celebrate him like what mm-hmm. he would want that. He, was a, he was a great wrestler I was like why, why wouldn't that happen and it's not until I watched that and obviously took it from her perspective where I, like, I felt like an idiot. I was like, yeah. man, how, how could I have not, how could I have been so ignorant almost? Yeah. I guess it's okay if you're willing to open your mind and learn. But um, man, watching that was such an eye-opener to me. And I think the Chris Benoit one, because, and I, again, I feel awkward. Yeah. He was like one of my favourite wrestlers ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from, from like a work perspective. And 
And I was kind of, you're kind of crushed when it happens because you just don't want to believe it. You're like, oh, yeah, same. just yeah. you know, don't be like, yeah, I hope this isn't whatever. And then obviously, obviously it was. And uh, but to learn those finer details that maybe I didn't know as well, um, those ones I think connected with me the most. I would say. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I remember because I, um, I remember I watched the New Jack one, and that one there. Crazy. <laughs> more time, I didn't know whether to laugh. Yeah. Or whether to be in shock, bro. Did you? I was like, most times, I was like, you, are you saying that? Are you actually serious? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I just couldn't wrap my head around certain things. I feel like the Chris Benoit one really it shook me up because it's like the the um, the theories that it had behind it saying that he was a devil worshiper and he had a Bible light and all that. that stuff kind of that's that, that stuff kind of flipped out with me. Mm. Um, the Owen Hart one. That one. That one was more like, oh damn, because obviously before I was like, yeah, I wanted him to come all of fame, but. After seeing the documentary and seeing what he actually went through and all that sort of stuff, I therefore understand the reason why his wife wouldn't let him in it. So, Listen, look, look, yeah. all, all of you say right now, right, how fucking crazy it is that the show didn't stop. Like, Oh, it, yeah. It oh made my no sense. days. Literally. You, 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 you could see on the rest of his face that the rest of his face is that they were I've gone back to watch that over the edge and it, was, it wasn't a great pay-per-view. No. Nah. Matt, any other show today, anything in the world, someone died, it's done. It's done. Like, um, that, that was selfish on WWE. And it's like, it slightly comes across as very disrespectful as well. Do you get yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, another one done, bring the next person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Basically, yeah. it's, like, it's, like they said, it's like they said in the documentary, they basically scooped him up and said, right, well, who's next then? Like, that's, yeah. that's fucking like, yeah, I, I mean, that's something that's always not, not sat well with me. I don't know if I'm allowed to even swear on this, but I am. I'm oh, sorry. you can. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The passion was coming out in me. I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, that stuff like that is, has always troubled me. Like there should be no amount of money that took precedence over a man's life. Obviously, on our podcast, we always ask questions. Get people to ask us questions on Twitter and stuff. One question that someone asked us is, um, "What would you guys say are your top five best finishers in the modern day wrestling?" Uh, and that's, that's from NK a... NK Preach uh, you guys go I'll go last cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you want to go first though Way? I'm still trying I'm still thinking um, I don't know what to say, say I don't know what to say this shit can I list can it, can it destroy as a, as, a, as a finisher because the way people I haven't, seen, out it, I haven't seen I haven't seen anyone get pinned by it. Nobody's no no one been pinned by that. Nobody's been pinned by destroyers. Nobody's been pinned by it since Pete, uh, Pete uh, Williams. Our truth roll up's the most deadliest move in the wrestling. <laughs> 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 nobody, nobody I, I think I think I got some. I got some. I'll go first. No. Um, JBL's clothesline. Yeah, JBL's yeah. clothesline is yeah. different. No one hits it the way he hits it. That put people to bed as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a clothesline. It looked, it's a physical punch. It's, yeah, it's it's, yeah. <laughs> but JBL's clothesline, um, Shane Strickland, Isaiah Scott on NXT, his cradle shot. I think that's what it's called. Mm. Um, the frog splash, and I know that one's overused, but in fact. Rob Van Dam's five-star frog splash because he does it the best. Oh, over, over Eddie Guerrero's? Eddie, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I, I actually agree. <laughs> I, I think RVD's was I prefer Eddie's, you know. 
Oh, RVD and RVDs and Montez Fords are kind of similar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, okay, okay. The height okay. they reach, yeah, they right. reach yeah. immense height. Yeah. RVD um, that mid-air adjustments too, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with it. We we seen him turn in the air. Then when he when he lands, when he lands and he bounces, that's it for me. Yeah. That's it for me. But um, RVD's frog splash, Brock Lesnar's F5. F5 has to always Brock, be there. It's got to be there. Yeah. Whenever that hits, you know, it's game over. And the fifth one, the Stone Cold Stunner. When, when it's done to the rock, especially. <laughs> but tell me something. Tell me something. Yeah, I'm not so going to lie to you. I didn't, like Stone, I, didn't, I didn't like the rock selling. I think Scott Hall selling was way better than... Well, I just prefer right. Scott Hall selling. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, tell me something, though, yeah? I don't feel like the, I don't feel like the Stunner, yeah? I, don't, I feel like the Stunner suits Stone Cold. That's, that's his move. But when, yeah, when yeah. someone else does it, it, it doesn't hit the same way. Like, I when agree. Kevin Owens does it, it doesn't I, hit. I agree. You know I, I, I mean? thought for years, like, somebody should pick up the stunner. Like, yeah. I didn't think that for years. But, um, I, I don't know. It's not as, like, snappy or fluid. It's not. It's not. It's not. But when okay. Kevin Owens does it, I'm like, mm, it doesn't hit, man. It That's what it I mean. It's not, it doesn't have the same, like, Austin, yeah. like, when, when he, the kick to the gut to the stunner, like, yeah. the whole thing was like a... Smooth. I, yeah. It's hard to explain, but like yeah. I don't feel like anyone else does it with the same. Right. Figure. I'll tell you what. We've got a couple that come to my mind. I like. I like. Baron, I like Baron Corbin's end of days. Like yes. Yes. Cold. Yes. Cold. Cold. Yes. Cold. Yeah. Like I said, people get put down with that. Like no yeah. one kicks out, and it looks cool. Like there's nothing else like it, is there? Like it's mm. not. Uh, no Funny one else. Enough, I don't think anyone's ever kicked out at the end of days. No, nah, it's well protected. Uh, that is crazy. I like um, uh, what you have to imagine, and the, the the reason I'm picking this next one is because he's been doing it for like uh, eighteen or seventeen years, and the RKO is still great. Yes, like, yes. Even, even the one he done on Drew on on, mon- on on Monday. Yeah, and the camera like the camera couldn't even catch it. You just see him just drop to the floor. You know nah, how hard that is for for people to be like still going crazy about a finisher yeah. seventeen years in. That is it's mental. Nuts. Like. It's nuts. No, you have to put some respect on the RKO. Yeah. Um, I remember like, just a few that I liked aesthetically. Uh, I like the lumbar check from Cedric Alexander. I think that's a cool move. That move like, is sick. That's really yeah. cool, like, especially the way he does it. Because uh, when he was doing it on 205, the, the way they would sell it was mad. Like, it's like they've been killed. Dakota Kai, she don't do it anymore. I can't remember what she called it. But she used like to... The go- yes, right? So she used to like get on their shoulders, essentially. And then, like, do a forward flip, but it turned into a backbreaker. It was mad. It was so, so good. Um, yeah, I think since she got injured, she I ain't seen her do it since. So, uh, not sure if she does it anymore. But, man, her, her, that finishes she used to do. I see her do it at download one year, and it just looks mad. So there's a few like that. Like, intric- I, like, I like intricate ones, like, that are kind of unique and no one else really does. Yeah. Uh, like, it kind of... Um, I, like for instance, like, I never liked Wade Barrett's bull hammer. I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like yes. it. I didn't like it. That's the worst finisher. I was like, that's that's not original, is it? He's just elbowing a bloke. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe because I was always a fan of Chris Hero, that's why I enjoyed seeing the move. But it wasn't as impactful as Chris Hero's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Like, like Jericho's code breaker. Like, there's there's loads of iterations of that. But I actually quite liked Jericho. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And so. Yeah. Uh, it's I get yeah like, like we were saying with a stunner man it depends who's doing what I guess that mm. that really sells it because a lot of people have tried doing uh, back in the day Tess used to do a hell of a big boot 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Testing yeah. boot was a madness. Testing boot was like that. Was like, <laughs> that running big boot, if that caught you off guard, you're um, like, lights on. Snapped people. Yeah. <laughs> proper. Um, but again, like, other people do big boots and it ain't the same. Uh, same with like super kicks. I hate how diluted super kicks are now. Like, oh. like Ziggler and Rollins and everyone, like, oh. Bal- Bal- everyone's got them, man. I just think, oh, when Marcus used to do it, that was a massive. Yeah, that was it. Done. 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 Lapsy, um, you said your moves. Actually, Lapsy, nothing, you said your moves. No, I haven't said it yet. Um, but I'll um, come back to you, though. Um, so I would say I like Baron Corbin's um, End of Days. Yeah. Pete Dunne's Bitter End. I think yes. that's one of my favourite moves. Like, I like that. Um, I like the pump handle the pump handle setup. I like that. Yeah. This move, I think I've grown to like it way more since I because I haven't been watching New Japan as often as I used to. But the Rainmaker, I think it's one of the simplest moves, but I oh. I love it so much. Yeah. The Rainmaker. I agree. I was only thinking of WWE, man. I feel like I've limited myself now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't lie. Hey, Alex, sorry, you're the only one. I'm going to stick in WWE as well because um, I, mean, I don't really remember these other guys. <laughs> Buddy Murphy's finisher. I love Buddy Murphy. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And Pentagon Pentagon Junior's unpackaged power driver. It's simple, but I just like the snap it gets on it. So, yeah. yeah I and also, you don't see much of them anymore, do you? Yeah, exactly. For me, that's the number one, Brock Lesnar's F5. I remember and the first cheap. time I saw it. I was like, how, how does he get it through his arm? I've always wondered how did he get it through until I actually done it with my little brother and I, I clocked it. You know what I mean? So, um, Brock Lesnar's F5. Teddy um, Biossi's million dollar dream. No. Nah, <laughs> 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 oh, see what I mean? See what I mean? These guys always show me. Um, so, next one probably be uh, Billy Kidman's shooting star press. Yeah. Ooh, it always hits good. nice. Always, always hits nice. Shooting star press. Anyone shooting star press, to be honest. Unless it's Brock Lesnar's one that goes left. Yeah. <laughs> Have um, you actually seen the footage of him doing it though in OVW and he nails it? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, I've seen it, I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. Like, effort. Yeah. I, I was saying this to someone the other day, weirdly enough. Like, imagine Lesnar hit that though, and it, it like he didn't he didn't muck it up like he did. That match would literally have been everyone would be saying that's one of the yeah. best that he's been. Every but, single WrestleMania, that would have been do you know the WrestleMania montage? Yeah. That would be on it. <laughs> But yeah. now, all I ever go is, ah, yeah, remember when he landed on his head? But the rest of that match was killer. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> sick, sick. Even their SummerSlam match in 2003 was sick. Mm. That was sick. Um, so another one, ankle lock, one of my favourite submissions. Or oh, ankle lock. Once you hit the ankle lock, you're not coming up. Mate, um, we could have a whole another discussion on submissions. Yeah, really yeah. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. I've gone to, like, um, Kofi Kingston's Trouble in Paradise, though. Yes. I don't know why. I'm just going to like it. And that's free, right? So I've got two more. Is that free? Yeah. Yes. Um, you lot are going to slaughter me for this year. But yeah, there's something about the rock of people's elbow. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's more for, I think it's more for performance. Forget, forget the whole people waiting on the floor. That's a great move. That that captivates the fans. I'm thinking more of a fan's perspective. Oh, Listen, if anyone else does it, 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 it stinks. Yeah, it stinks. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make but sense. That, that guy's, he's got like, his charisma. Just charisma is the next level. Like, Next level. Makes Next it. Level. Makes it. Um, last one would have to be um, um, oof. junkyard dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Um, close down from hill. I say oh, close yeah. down from hill. I'm gonna have to stick at that. Um, simply because whenever I make a corrected character on WWE, close down from hill is one of my finishers. The one where he. Close down you and he pushes you down and he pins you. That's my yeah. finish on game. So, 
Yeah, man. I, as a that. kid, I was about to say, I liked um, Farouk's Dominator. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. Uh, it was basically like a, gut, like a gut wrench and he just slams it down. Slams down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't, he, didn't he hurt someone by that? Yeah, he, well, he stopped doing it in the Acolytes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Acolytes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the, um, he had the spine buster. That spine buster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Even the spine buster painful. Was mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Your head will bounce back, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nuts, man. Got some other questions on um, Instagram. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania UK, they ask, in your opinion, has the global pandemic been positive or negative for wrestling? Um, so the, the easiest way I would I would just you, you got to break it up into different things, but overly overall negative because the biggest driver I guess is the fans and the atmosphere and all of that stuff. So like, there's, I don't think there's any way you can chop it up. But those first Raw shows before they even put in the few trainees were like hard to watch. Yeah, like yeah. with just the silence and stuff. But having said that, like a lot of like really amazing promos came out of it, um, and. I do think the Boneyard match was like amazing, um, and I was a big fan of uh, like Stadium Stampede and what was the last ones we just saw? The fe- what the Fiends match was, was that one there? Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't crazy. About, wasn't crazy about the Swamp. Um, I know mean, Swamp match, the Fiend and John Cena. The, um... No, the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it was. Like there's there's a there's a lot of good stuff I guess that that has kind of been forced to happen as a result of circumstance, but I, I think overall, uh, the longer this goes on, the the worse it is for, for everyone really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the last question we have is from Darius SB. Big you up. He asks, who is the most misused talent of all time? Do you, do you know, <laughs> I, I want to like like consider this answer and come up with something really thorough. But uh, do you want to know who the first person who sprang to my mind was Ooh. Billy Dunn? Oh right? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, Listen, yeah. That that guy genetically is incredible. Like he, he's yeah. he's so strong. He's he's what is he like six three, built like a shit house. Like the the guy was athletic as they come. Like he, he had he had it. He I understand why they did the King of the Ring with him in '99. Yeah. I understand, like, he had the tools. Maybe they didn't think he was, like, the greatest talker. Um, I mean, you, he won King of the Ring and then The Rock basically done him in a few, and that was it, wasn't it? Mm. But um, it was, uh, to me, looking at him, he, he had all the tools to be a proper player. But they, you know, at the end of the day, how far was a, a gimmick called Mr. Ask really going to <laughs> Like, yeah. it was entertaining in that era, but come on. I feel like they could have done more. Like after that had run its course, they should have like maybe seriously him up, and you know, they, it, obviously what they ended up doing was putting him in the Billy and Chuck tag team. Yeah, and he was shredded, man. Like I just remember looking at him thinking he's literally got everything you could hope for. But and then to be fair, I thought the famous was quite a cool finish about that. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, but uh, I, I felt like he. I, I don't know if he's the most misused ever, but I think. Uh, he, he, they definitely sh- could have done more with him. Uh, it misused ever, like you know, it's criminal really that someone like Cesaro is, hasn't had a world title, or at least most Listen, that needs to happen, man. At least a world title feud, yeah. like you know, he, yeah. he, he deserves that stage, man. But um, yeah, th- there's a few like that that I always think, man, what, mm. you know, how is it we can see it one way and then just you can't see it, yeah. You don't. I don't know. It's like when you won the the. Um, the um, what's it? The Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Yeah, and after and he became a he became a Paul Heyman guy for a bit. Yeah, like I thought, like from then he was gonna take off, and like they were gonna like pop utilize him. He was gonna win 
championship or even being content or even contend for it or something. But they've just stuck him in the tag team division for time. And like, I'm I'm tired of him seeing. I'm tired of seeing this guy pair up with Nakamura and flipping Sheamus. Like, I, you know what I mean? I want to yeah. see him like that like, do bigger than that and like go and smash because he's actually a sick wrestler. I remember the first match that obviously Doughboy because I was out of wrestling at the time and he said, "Oh, there's this new thing called NXT." And I was like, okay, cool. What is it about? And I was like, oh, she showed me the video. Showed me one of the vid- the, the matches in it. I was like, oh, this looks dead, man. I I, I can't watch this, man. Like, <laughs> it, like, it, it, like, is this actually WWE doing it? And after he goes, no, nah, bro. What's the Sami Zayn versus um Cesaro match, bro? When I finished watching that match, I was like, yeah, this is sick. I mean, what was, is it? What's his finisher? The European uppercut, the very European uppercut. It was the, a yeah, that and the neutralizer. Yeah, is that when he throws you up and he punches? You? Which one's that one? Yeah. And the neutralizer is like he like clamps his hands around like between their legs basically. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I saw I saw him do the um, very European uppercut yeah, and I was sold from that moment. I was like, yeah, this guy is sick. This guy. Let me just say from the story you just told, the, the one thing that popped into my head like Sami Zayn in NXT was was the deal. Like the deal. The match he had with uh, Nakamura on his debut was that was that was unbelievable. Yeah. I need to go back and watch. I need to. I need to. I need to go back and watch a lot of stuff, man. Because I remember when I first saw NXT, like before I saw it was dead to to Derby, It was like it was more of a game show. Do you remember they had to go oh, grab yeah. you like tires yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff? And I wasn't watching it one bit, man. Even like like even to the point where I saw what's it? The, when Nexus came in, I was I was I was in, like invested in that because I was like, yeah, invasion. I live for invasions. You got know I mean? The guys, the guys know it in the, in the in the in the group. Like when it comes to invasions, I'm on it. Like. Any sort of thing, do you know what I mean? I so, bet last Survivor Series, you was all over that. I was on it. I was on it. Was I was on it. Amazing. I was on it. Like it was even when Bianca Belair came and she threw what was it? Was it um Camilla? Camilla. Yes. Yeah, over yeah. the. Oh mate, <laughs> sick, bro. Sick, sick. She. By the way, it, 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 more time needs to pass before I can put her in that category. But she has been terribly misused on the main. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Same with Naomi as well. Naomi, yeah. Oh. Hopefully, yeah. Like, I, like, what's the what's the thing that we were saying last week, though? But I think you were saying about um, how when a lot of people talk on social media and stuff, like when people show their outreach on social media, things like kind of change. Like with obviously with, with Coffee Mania, that kind of helps as well and all that sort of stuff. So, do you feel like you know social media is like an important sort of platform right now in terms of like the like with the connection to WWE or the wrestling industry? I think it's an important vehicle. For- for the fans, uh, sorry, um, for the fans to get to WWE, like they, it, it, it helps to a degree. But I'm not joking. There could be three million of us going turn Roman Hill, and they ain't going to do it. So yeah. it only, <laughs> only, it only works to like a degree. Yeah. But um, for someone like, you know, and I'll use an example like Zack Ryder. Like he, he did everything you could possibly do to get yourself over, and he mm. was over, right, at one point, really over, and there's. But WWE only ever saw him to a certain level, and that yeah. was something that that was something that unfortunately nothing he could do about that. <laughs> like yeah. he, he, yeah. unless he grew like four foot and became I don't know, like it, it wouldn't. He, it was never going to help him. So unfortunately, but for someone like Naomi, I think it could definitely help her because she yeah. she's obviously got an established, uh, you know, she's a former world champion anyway. But she's, I mean, as far as. Her in-ring style and how entertaining she is. She looks a million bucks, normal man. She looks like a star. Like yeah. if you'd never watch wrestling and you looked at her like with the throw and stuff, I'd be like, "Who is that?" Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it can help certain superstars, but it just needs to be the right topic 
has pushed the right buttons for WWE. And I think Kofi being kind of underplayed was, was the right buttons at the right time. Mm. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. And I was bagging Kofi Mania from like, like, like as, soon as, it, as soon as the hashtag started trending, every single tweet about SmackDown, Kofi Mania, Kofi Mania, Kofi Mania. Yeah, Kofi yeah. Mania. So yeah, I was on it, man. But um, is there any more questions? Or? Um, I've, there's no more questions per se. Um, Alex, we had this discussion last week on the last podcast regarding big men. And <laughs> one, of our, one of our co-hosts, he's not here today, um, big up Sam. Yeah, big um, up Sam. I want to know, in terms of like your top five big men in wrestling history, who are they? And would you put Viscera in your top ten? Top ten? Oh, maybe. Um, really? Viscera. I mean, like, I want to hear this. I'm just going off a reaction here. You need to let me flesh out my 10. (laughs) The thing you have to remember with Visser as well is that he was like Mabel before that and he wasn't like as big and like he actually was fairly... As good either. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, know, Big Daddy V wasn't my cup of tea, but... uh... (laughs) You just remember when he was like accosting Lillian Garcia. That was a story. Yeah, that was nuts. I mean, in terms of big men, I guess like we're thinking for me I would think look great and are great workers um, so I mean Taker is a given yeah yeah, 100% I mean, Taker has to be a given um, even though there's like parts of Kane's run that I, I thought sucked a bit like pretty, pretty much the winter years of his career after Daniel Bryan like Kane's in there he, mm. he, he was good too um, Kevin Nash probably <laughs> thank you when I said, that, look, listen, no one, I think no one else mentioned that. Did anyone mention Kevin Nash last week? I mentioned Kevin Nash. Um, okay, Laps cool. did. Laps I like, he's not in my top five, but he's in my top ten. Yeah. Kevin Nash I, I, and... I'm kind of working in my ten yeah. here. But, yeah. uh, but Nash, Nash is in the conversation, for sure, in the five, I think. Like, just, just at what he did in the business. And like, I think he's, he's, I've actually spoken to him before. He's, like, fiercely intelligent bloke. Like, he's, yeah, I yeah. think he's underrated uh, what, his, what his mind for the business is. A lot of people will tell you behind the scenes that he's a very, very smart guy. Um, I'm just trying to think of big men now because, like, again, like you, for longevity, you, you'd probably say Big Show. I mean, he he had he had his moments, but I mm. don't know if I ever really Big Show is one of them. Like he, in his early career, I don't know how much how much you saw of this in WCW, but he could yeah. do some shit. Like, yeah, he could, he, uh, he could. And, and he's told me in interviews that, like, he's you know people told him that he had to work like a big man, so he couldn't do everything that he could do. And I think maybe that's ultimately that might hurt his legacy down the road. Yeah. But I mean, when we're saying big men, have we got like a size to like? A, I think super size? heavyweight, heavyweight to super heavyweight. So I mean, yeah. for me, I would put a big man as someone that's like two seventy five up. So I would even put Brock Lesnar there. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar is in there then. Yeah. Like, to me, um, he's one of the most underrated sellers of all time. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And, and he's it just I know like that. I, even I got bored of like the pattern of just like German suplex and F fives at one point. But man, like the, over the past couple of years, he's shown me. Yeah, Jeremy, he's still when he basically when he's motivated, he's yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I do fair. I would put Kevin Nash in that kind of bracket of someone that, in in short, they'd get a lot of flack because they're quote unquote lazy. But when Kevin Nash was ready to go, I think he he had some serious matches in him. I mean, I mean like Vader's in the conversation. Like, yeah, hundred, hundred percent. Like he he was again in his prime. Like his last WWE run. Like when you, if you ever watch that back, it like sucks. Please don't treat him like that. His, mm. He was just jobbed out basically. It was really, yeah. really quite poor. But like in the early nineties and stuff, like the stuff that he did with Foley and uh, he was Sting. Man, like Vader was 
Vader. Vader was a hella athletic big guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's in my top ten too. Who else have we got? I mean, if we're talking, nah. I was about to like say like yeah, technically like the Rock is like two seven five upwards six six. Like he's a big guy, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't class him like. I still think next to like Taker and that he's like a. Yeah, I wouldn't cut. I would say when it comes to big guys, just think of the super heavyweights. Would you put Yokozuna there? That's the shot. I mean, yeah, probably in the top ten, but I don't. uh, He's one of them. Like it's the same with like Rikishi. Like they were good for what the size they were, but that but like that shouldn't be the disparity. Do you know what I mean? I I shouldn't go. Yeah, he's good considering. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. when we're looking at someone like Taker, he was literally like fucking for real when it came to being what six. I think if we're talking legit size, he was like six nine, six ten. And Umaga's better than Rikishi and Yokozuna, so yeah, Umaga was sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Umaga's better than both of them. I'm, 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 I'm even going to dispute yeah, that. I think, I think Umaga's better than both Rikishi. Umaga's close to my heart, actually. Like the Jeff Hardy feud and stuff. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Even the feud of John Cena as well, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, um, do you know what? Like, and this, 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 I actually thought about this earlier when you were talking about misused. In terms of a super heavyweight, like, he looks like a great god. Like, Bobby Lashley is someone who should have done more than what he's achieved. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Like, he, he, if, I don't know. I feel, I feel like he, he just maybe, I, I get it that he's not a great talker. Like, I get that. But at the same time, Man, the way he looks, like, you know, Lesnar's got away with it. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you can have Lashley beat up anybody on the show yeah. and it's plausible. So, you know, that's how it should be. Anyway, um, we're not going to include the great Carly. He was fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he eliminated himself in the Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean t- to be fair, that, that's, that's, I think the list ain't that long when I think about it. Um, when we're talking about like true super heavyweights and and real big men, um, like for some reason it came to my mind. It's like, do you remember Brock Lesnar's Survivor Series team? And he had like, oh, um, oh he, had, like, Matt, he had Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan, yeah, Matt Morgan. Um, who so. was the Australian? He went crazy. Nathan Jones. Oh, Nathan Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looked like he could kill a man. By the way, Nathan Jones. Um, didn't work out for him though. I can't remember who else he had on his team, but. It was pretty dead apart from Lesnar, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like you said, th- to be honest, if like to, to, to not drag this out with me just dithering and thinking, I think um, Taker is like probably the clear winner to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, just on legacy and body of work. Uh, I, I do think, even though Kane kind of lives in the Undertaker's shadow in a way, I would I would have him in the five. I think Kevin Nash is probably in the five. Vader is probably in there. Um, cool, you know, Imaga might be like my fifth, but the more I'm thinking about it, like for, for big blokes, and I, I don't know whether this again, the criteria is hard, it's pretty subjective, it's just what I like, I guess. Mm. But I can't really think of any other big blokes that you know, like, like a Braun Strowman or something like that. Like, there was a time where I thought, oh man, he could go on and be something after like that, that yeah. feud with Roman Reigns and stuff, but he hasn't really done it for me. Um, mm. Recently, I don't, it's, I, it's not that I don't like his feud with the Fiend or anything, but um, I, I don't know. I'm not his in-ring work hasn't progressed in any kind of way for me. Yeah, I agree. That last question I want to ask you though, yeah, is yeah. Obviously, you you've interviewed hella superstars 
how do you how do you continue to stay? Obviously, like you want them to always come back to you, and obviously you want to continue working them. How do you manage to stay in the middle ground and not like you know try and like what's the what's the what's what what's the word I'm trying to look for? Offend, but obviously keep cool like with these superstars. Not offend. Yeah, it's um so it's, it's so like tomorrow for instance I've yeah. got um when's this going out by the way I don't know if I can even say. Um, Saturday, Saturday, Friday. Saturday's okay. Um, so I've got Seth Rollins tomorrow, but sure. like, no, like, no, but like, no one else. It's, it's like sometimes you get superstars who are like passed around, and so like several people in the UK might get some time with him. Like, I normally, so, so they might get like a conference call, and then I'll get 15 minutes at the end for my show or whatever. But yeah. like, but this one tomorrow is like just me and Rollins, and sure. WWE have given him to me specially because they want to promote something big for Monday. So that's a little exclusive for you. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is yet until I speak yeah. to him tomorrow. Um, so I guess we'll find out then. But uh, stuff like that, like I've had Seth like five or six times. So it's cool to think that they go, okay, well, let's give him, let's give him to Alex because they know it works or whatever. Like that's always good. Um, it's like, like I said, I, 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 don't, I don't ever try and go like in on someone on Twitter really like mm. I don't that's not really my style anyway I try and keep it positive and stuff so I think I'm always safe from that like sometimes you, you know, I get like we were talking about Twitter trolls earlier right like yeah. sometimes I'll get oh he's a WWE shield because they don't think I'll yeah, go in yeah. well, if, I, if I see something I don't like that I will say it like for instance I thought the Jeff Hardy storyline was fucking shit no it, was, it is man it is. but that's you know I'll, but you know people will be they'll pick and choose what they see yeah. they? so for me like interviewing people um that's like the lifeblood of what I do and I wouldn't be you know, where I am per se without it. So you've got to take great care in those interviews and, and what you ask them as a journalist, you've got a duty to ask some questions, right? So there's some things that you, you can't ignore or, you know, especially like, um, if there's rumors going around that you want addressed or, you know, like what one thing that I've always kind of been comfortable doing, you know, Meltzer, like for such a long time, wrestling journalists have been able to just go, I've heard this and there's really no one to call them on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, you were saying earlier, man, like about Satin, Ross Sapp and all that, like that, that was a new wave that kind of did things. Whereas like before that, it was just kind of Meltzer and a couple of others who were like, oh, I heard this backstage and it was just like, it was just out there. Like we had no really real way to find out if it was true. You just had to either trust Meltzer or not. Yeah. And then if it didn't happen, Meltzer would be like, oh, well, you know, plans change, which sometimes they do, but <laughs> yeah. you know, he was living off that. So uh, for me, like sometimes it's as simple as that. Like stuff that's out there, I'll, I'll talk to him and I'll be like, let's get into this. Like how much is there to this? Like I remember asking Cedric Alexander, like, you know, Meltzer's out here saying you're getting buried, mate. What's, what's going on? Are you getting buried? Mate? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. I, I feel like I try and ask them the stuff mm. that I would want to know. Like, yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. I click on websites and I want to read news. Like, what do I want to know about what's been going on? So, mm. um, you know, I've got Rollins tomorrow. I've got the Good Brothers tomorrow. Oh, is it? Um, oh, see. They've just, uh, they've just hit up Impact, didn't they? So, I always yeah. quite like them. So, Interested to see what they've got to say. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I try and stay busy in that department because, like I said, I feel like um, building your reputation in that in that area has led me to having good kind of relationships with AEW, WWE, yeah. Impact. Um, and that has really helped my career 
get to this like small platform than it has right now because there's no good like I mean, I hate to use him as an example, but if that JD from New York got hold of him, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be like, you know, oh, I watched this and this was shit. Like, that's that's not how you do it. WWE obviously expects a certain amount of professionalism from me. Um, But to be honest, WWE have never, ever said, don't ask this. Like, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't ask that. Like, when I had Triple H, I was was expecting, oh, man, I'm going to have to run all sorts of stuff by him. But honestly, he was like open book. He He didn't care. One of the only promotions that ever has done that to me is AEW, and I can't go into it. Yeah, but I will say it's from the people might be able to add two and two together, and if you can, then fair play to you. But I I spoke to Cody Rhodes the other week, and after it, they were like, "We need you to take this out," and you got to decide if there's a hill you want to die on or not, right? Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) is is this like because if you don't like, not only is he obviously one of their top performers, he's at the end of the day, he's like the office so yeah. if I say no like you might not get other ones or but if it was something I felt like people should know then I, I could stick to my guns and say you said it yeah it's one of them you got you got to pick your battles but on that occasion I decided to let it go but um yeah, yeah I, I feel like that that's it it's a delicate balance so maybe some part, sometimes people don't realize you're trying to you know you want to clicks you want interesting stuff for fans you want you know to keep those good relationships and at this time, I feel like I've built a fairly decent reputation with, um, you know, some. I speak to some wrestlers uh, on Twitter fairly frequently, and you know, stuff like that, and and the company anyway. Where, um, you know, don't don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's it. But yeah, man. Honestly, it's been it's been a sick podcast, Alex. I want to just thank you for like you know, replying back to our message on Twitter. And having you on, man, it's been it's, it's been a long time coming, man. Honestly, hey, appreciate get it. Check, get to check this off our list now. Yeah, trust yeah. me. Trust me. <laughs> what what needs to happen now is you guys need to come on my show. Yeah, oh, we're ready. ready. We're ready. Yeah. We're ready. Yeah. Needs to happen now. Ready. Let me tell hey, you, Mum, I've made it. Mum, I've yeah. made it. <laughs> ready. Look, look, this Monday's a bit loaded with Seth and the guys. All right, but yeah. let's let's talk. Like let's let's tentatively book it in for if you guys can do it. Not this Monday, but the one after. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Yeah, we, can get you, we can get you all on at the same time. It's good. It'll be ledge. Um, yeah. And we'll do we'll do a nice little segment, man. So what are you saying? You said you've enjoyed it, yeah? I enjoyed it, man. This is one of my favourite um, favorite appearances I've done. I must oh, say. sick. Sick, sick, sick. Well, glad, man. I'm right. glad we got this done, man. I'm so gassed. Like, when you replied to the message, I was like, yes, man. Because <laughs> it was. I remember we were, we was at, we were, we was at, we was at Del Boy's missus house. And I think he messaged you. And I was like, oh, man, Alice is not going to reply, man. He's too busy, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm after stuff for everyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you gotta shoot your shot. Trust yeah, me, yeah. trust me, so trust me. Basically, trust me. And the fact loads yeah, of people are adding us as well. I was thinking, okay, yeah. like, I've seen loads of people mention us to Alex. Like, this yeah. is this is pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna plug you hard, man. Trust. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, but, thank you, guys. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go get killed on wars. I know down now. <laughs> <laughs> But Don't spend too long in a gulag, bro. Yeah, mate. I, as soon as they put the snipers in there, I've been struggling. Yeah. Oh, man. It's long, it's long. It's long. But yeah, man, I appreciate you for coming down. Do you want to just plug yourself quickly, your socials and stuff? Yeah, you man. Uh, AlexM underscore TalkSport is, uh, is me on Twitter. Um, it is me on Instagram, but I'm, I'm trash on there. Don't bother. <laughs> um, and then I've got my YouTube channel where you get all my interviews. And of course, TalkSport.com forward slash wrestling where you will find all of my work. Jeez. Yeah, you man, go subscribe to that channel as well. And um, yeah, man, Alex, appreciate it for coming down. And yeah, man, 
you're part of the wrestling family from now on. So, brothers, let's say a week from now, and anytime you want to do this again, man, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, guys, take it easy. Take it easy, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming out.